Welcome to episode 45 of The Kraken Pod, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey and hockey fans looking to have some fun. Along with you, we try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL. This is going to be a weird episode. We still we still are not into Kraken hockey yet, but we have to talk about Joey's trip to Denver to rescue my sunglasses and my wife's sunglasses. I can't wait for this story because... I don't know what the hell's going on. Plus, we got to talk about the Colorado takeover part two, which is part of that. And what's Joey up to in in Denver podcast fantasy hockey league? What's that all about? And puck boy summer. Like I'm incredibly pumped for puck boy summer. What is that? Kraken reaction. Get to know your 2022 Seattle Kraken will reset. Get you set for the season. And then no dumb questions. A really awesome question from Twitter. Offensive and defensive hockey schemes. What the hell? are those we'll discuss so let's get ready welcome to episode 45 of the kraken pod let's go What is up? My name is Jeff Janusik, and this is my friend and co-host, Joey Cirillo. So, this is so weird. If you if you just didn't listen to last week's episode, um, I was in Denver, Colorado, and I was doing some business stuff, and I talked about an old man that I wanted to beat to oblivion because he bumped <laughs> my wife, which I'm not sure if Joey ran into that dude. I hope you did, and you punched him in the face. But So, here's the weirdest thing is Joey, like four days later, and I didn't know this, he's all of a sudden going to Denver, Colorado and and like where I just left. And ironically, I left behind my sunglasses. I called this restaurant and the restaurant in Denver says, Oh yeah, by the way, we have, we, I see, we see these glasses, but did you leave some other sunglasses behind? I said, wait, my wife's sunglasses. Yeah. She may have left them behind. What's awesome is I didn't tell Megan that I lost my sunglasses and I found out that she lost hers too. So like, you know, it was like this weird, like, you know, uh, uh, husband, wife, like not telling the truth sort, sort of thing. And Joey rescues our sunglasses, I think. I don't know. So, like, all right, I'm telling all these things that are going on. And, like, it doesn't make any sense. But, like, so yeah. Joey's currently in Denver, Colorado now. And I'm so pumped to find out what happened because, all right, so I'm going to tell you this, Joey, is I'm not sure if Joey rescued my sunglasses just yet. Now, here, here's here's what happened was. Last night, or no, Friday night, Joey sent me a picture of some sunglasses from this restaurant. I was coaching my son's uh, flag football team, and it was horrible. We got destroyed. We got shut out. It was embarrassing, honestly. I honestly questioned my life. And I got home, and I didn't really you know, check my messages for at least two or three hours. And I see a picture of some sunglasses and Joey says, Hey, are these your sunglasses? And they absolutely, absolutely were not. They were the wrong sunglasses. And I said, Holy shit, man, I was coaching this. So I sent a message that they're not the right ones. And then the, the next morning I sent all these pictures of like, here's my glasses. Here's me in these. And here's, here's so long story short, Joey, what the fuck happened with these sunglasses? Like how pissed were you? You went there to the restaurant one night. They were not the right sunglasses. Take me through what's going on in Denver. Holy shit. Like, I'm sorry I've sent you on this crazy wild goose chase for sunglasses. 
All right. Well, one, don't be sorry. You're a very, a very nice human being, and you Venmo me like a, a couple of dollars so I can buy some drinks, which definitely I, I put that to use today and then some. So I appreciate that. <laughs> so people, <laughs> he's wearing the sunglasses. You've confirmed. You have now confirmed in the middle of the podcast, which I have to take a picture of, is that you you have taken you, you have rescued the sunglasses. Fan, dude, you look good in those glasses. Thank you. So these are the Jepson Music specials. You can only get them on Sixteenth uh, Street. Uh, no, sorry, <laughs> Larimer Square in downtown Denver, and so. I'm also wearing these right now because I'm a little stoned. So here's the deal. At a boy. So, so here's what happened. So I went to I went to the bistro that you and your lovely wife were at when you, you know, yep. part partook in some adult activity. Bottle of wine. Yeah, you're having a bottle of wine. You're ha- you're having a good time. You're enjoying yourself. And I show up and the place is packed. By the way, beautiful setting. Holy Dude. shit. Like it, it definitely has like some uh New Orleans vibes down there. Like it's kind of tucked away into a little alley. There's lots of uh, like plants and shit growing around. <laughs> everyone's everyone's like sitting plants outside. Like there's you know, the weather's beautiful. Everyone's drinking wine and like eating fucking cheese boards. It's a beautiful setting. And I'm like, oh, oh. man, I actually might want to eat here. And then I go up to you know the hostess and I'm like, hey, here's the deal. And I'm like, by the way, all I like ask my girlfriend. I'm like, hey, can you just record all of this? So she's taking a video of me and I'm no. talking and I'm talking to the hostess. I'm like, hey. I'm like, here's the deal. I have a good buddy of mine. He was here less than a week ago. Him and his wife were enjoying themselves. They left their sunglasses behind. She goes, yeah, actually, we have a pair right here. So she busts out these sunglasses to me. And in my head, I'm like, these don't feel like they're the right ones. Like you've described, <laughs> you described them to me. And also like, you I've know been, me, you know yeah, me. And I, yeah. yeah. And I've been enjoying myself in Denver. And like, you know, I've had a couple of drinks. I'm like, these don't, I don't think these are the right ones. So I, I take a photo. I'm like, Hey, can I take a photo of the sunglasses? And she's like, yeah, of course, no problem. I send the photo to you. And I'm like, I'm going to give Jeff a couple minutes to reply. And if he doesn't, like, I'm just going to keep going going about my day because, like, I'm actually staying in the area. I can come back. Attaboy. And so you you come back after your, your kid's team gets demolished in flag football. You're like, dude, demolished. Those, are, those are not the sunglasses. I'm like, I fucking knew it. And so, and so then today I woke up and I was like, all right, here's the deal. I'm going back in that area. Send me a photo of the sunglasses so I have a so I have a better idea plus a description. And here's the crazy part. So I have not shared any of this with you. I go there today, so it is Sunday. I show up there around like three o'clock or so. They're like, hey, we're actually not open. The place is completely dead. There's one guy who's kind of working, but like he's standing around. And as soon as I walk in, he does that, whoa, 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 like we're not open. Like you can't come in here. <laughs> and I'm like, hey man, you're all good. I'm not trying to partake in anything. However, I have a. Fr- I did the whole thing again. I'm like, I got a buddy of mine. He was here, New Orleans. Him and his wife left some sunglasses. Like, let me. I'll, I'll be right back. Let me take a look. He comes out, and it's yours and your wife's. So I, I, as soon as he handed them to. Oh wait, me, was that the manager dude, or was it? Was it? I, I don't know. I, I didn't yeah, ask. Yeah. I didn't ask for his for his particular title. Uh, I uh, so <laughs> when I I started chatting it up with him, and he brings out these sunglasses, and I'm like, these are definitely it. These are a hundred percent the sunglasses because I remember you saying like, well, you always rock like the black Ray bands, but then like, I remember like what the difference maker for me was Meg, you said like hers, like a little bit bigger and they're gray and Mm -hmm. he had the black and the grays. And I'm like, these are definitely it. So yes, you're the sunglasses have been retrieved. They are in my possession. That's that's crazy. Yeah, no, no, no. Like those, those Ray bands, man. I mean, like, first of all, I should not, it's official. I've been doing this for years. Like, I should not be allowed to buy sunglasses that are more than 30 bucks because like those are nice glasses and I just lose them left and right. So like the only, 
the only good thing was that Meg left hers too. So like, so yes, 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 yes. First of all, man, thank you so much for doing that. That's awesome that you did that. And you totally rocked them and they look fantastic. And, um, actually, you know, I, you know, look, uh, I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit is, uh, Joey before the podcast started tonight, sent me a picture of himself and, um, and Lauren wearing, our sunglasses, which I appreciated the fact that you reversed them. I she, knew that you would like that little touch because I was wearing Meg's glasses in the photo. Yes, yes. <laughs> I showed them to Meg because we because so first of all, you know, you mentioned being stoned. I've I've, I've been you know watch the Saints today get destroyed. Uh, some some football action. I've been drinking wine and beer all day long, so I'm I'm you know I'm feeling it. So. Uh, I showed her the picture and we both laughed out loud. So like, dude, <laughs> I owe you way more than what I sent you for that. So thank you for that. So, it's all, Hey, the glasses are in, are in safe possession. I actually only put them on just for that photo because oh. I could. So here's the thing where, um, I mean, it's like a fantasy football uh, bet where you lose. You're the last team. Like if you wear them to like some sort of, if you just look, even if you um, wind up on the floor of a McDonald's bathroom, I mean like wear them, it's ooh. fine. Where? Yeah, I mean, if I keep going at the rate I'm this going at some point, and the crazy part is I fly from here to Las Vegas on Thursday. I was so going to ask. I'm trying to slow roll my way into that whole trip. But here's the thing. like I'm, And we've never talked about this. I'm the same way as you. Legitimately, I am, like, for some reason, like, wallet, keys, whatever, I've never had an issue with. Sunglasses my entire life, I've never been good at taking care of them. As soon as I get one nice pair – I either A, lose them within a week, or B, they fall down without me knowing, and then I sit on them and then break them. So I actually have a pair of – I have my own pair of Crews, which, oh, cool. which is yep. like a New Orleans company. Those are and, good. And uh, they actually hooked me up with them because I would never pay that much money for sunglasses, so shout out <laughs> to Crew. But also, I'm surprised because they have lasted me now a couple of months, and it's the longest I've gone – if they break, which they inevitably will, or I will lose them, I'm just going back to I will go to a gas station and grab like a couple pairs, like the oh, yeah. five dollar aviators, and then like that's that's really who I am. So I'll go back to that in no time. So I was talking to a, a friend of mine um, at because we you know we were, uh, flag football was just one part of the weekend. We had a lot of soccer too. And I was talking to my buddy uh, whose daughter uh, plays soccer with my daughter. And he was like, oh, what was the name of that, that company? He's like, you got to get these. So I was telling this story. He's like, oh, man, you got to get these. Um, shoot, it's like uh, it's a brand that's like 50 bucks and they'll replace them if you lose them. Because apparently oh. and this is I'm not trying to be sexist here, but like every dude on the planet loses sunglasses left and right. And like women keep and maybe I'm being totally sexist. I'm not sure. But women are so really they, good. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping sunglasses around. So like, I, you know, it, it's not it, it's a it's a male thing, I think. So long story short is, um, yeah, I, you know, nice sunglasses. You rescued them. But mm-hmm. um, and ironically enough, I actually uh, another pair of sunglasses that I still haven't. Megan doesn't know this yet, but um, I lost them in uh, <laughs> in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Uh, they fell into the water and uh, she bought me these sunglasses like two years ago and they were like probably 250 bucks and uh, they're, they're at the bottom of uh basically like the 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 gulf <laughs> so so anyway you saving the ray-bans is a huge deal so this is like epic this is great well i appreciate that um and again it, it it's crazy because like my trip lined up like right after yours um like we ended up weird getting it the glasses and all that i went there the first time they handed me glass but they, they were not them so you know what here we are pimp uh they are fully in my possession now with that being said my only caveat is again 
I fly, so I am here through Thursday, and I and I, then I'm in Las Vegas for four nights, which is as I keep telling my friends is two nights too many, and <laughs> and so so I have them in my possession now, and I will not be wearing them, and I'll I'll keep them in a safe place, but they still have to survive like another week or so. Sure. Of me getting into some real debaucherous shit. So I no. think they'll be okay, but you know, there's still like Look, a period of time where they have to get back to New Orleans with me. If you get into some shit and you've got to sell them to like settle some sort of gambling debt to some yeah. sort of drug lord, like it's okay. You can do that. I give you permission to sell those. I mean, you'll 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 get like maybe a fifty bucks out of them, but like if you have to do that, do it. Okay. Listen, if I end up at the uh at the Rhino Room, famous uh strip club for like a buffet at noon and yeah. My debit card has stopped working because they think I'm being frauded when really it's just me being an idiot. And I have to exchange a pair of Ray-Bans for one more lap dance. I'm sorry, Jeff, but I'll, I'll let you know. About do it. it. Just do it. Just, <laughs> you have my full permission. So that's that's fantastic. So like I'm traveling too, which is cool. Like, so you're going to Las Vegas, which so like mm -hmm. what we're recording this on Sunday night um, and we're going to release this hopefully on Tuesday. What day are you actually going to go to Las Vegas? I am there Thursday afternoon. I fly out Monday morning. So again, oh, two night, two nights, too many. But it's for a bachelor party. There's a whole bunch of shenanigans planned that I will share later on uh, in the podcast. But I'm I'm very very awesome. excited for it. It'll be a really good time. So we're, we're Megan and I are flying to, um, which you know we won't have our sunglasses, which is great. She's got like ten pairs. I've got none. Um, but we're gonna fly to Oregon um, nice. on Wednesday morning. It's our first trip. That's more than like a day or two since the kids were born seven years ago, start, since we started having kids. So we're going to go to Willamette Valley. Very close. We're flying to Portland, so we're not too far from Seattle, which is like mm -hmm. kind of like the, I got that uh, Seattle lust. You know, I'm going to kind of take a ride up there. But uh, anyway, so we're traveling out that way too. So there's a lot of traveling going on for the podcast right now, which is uh, a lot of fun. So long story short, is, so besides the sunglass fiasco, has Denver been awesome or what? Denver's been great. I actually flew out here for an engagement party. So I, I was attending that last night. And what's really cool is there's this uh, restaurant slash bar. I would say bar slash restaurant. And uh, it's located downtown. It's called Nola Jane. And it's actually a New Orleans themed restaurant. And, you know, I would usually like kind of scoff at shit like that because if you live in New Orleans long enough, you become. Uh, I don't know. Like you're very defensive of the food culture here. Yeah. But ironically enough, so my buddy that got uh, has gone through the engagement party. He's actually born and raised in Louisiana, and then moved out to Colorado later. And it just so happened that I met him and was from Colorado, or I you know lived in Colorado from Washington State, but like went from Colorado to Louisiana. So he you know he uh, he vouched for it. It was like they actually do pretty solid po boys. They have a beaded uh, beer on draft, so they had like Sweet. you know they had amber and purple haze and strawberry which like they're you know they're playing all the classics so it was really cool like we did the uh we did the engagement party we went out afterwards i actually um today's been kind of a marathon because last night was a uh, i think at the bedtime for me it was like 5 a.m which i Damn. don't i don't typically do but it was just one of those nights where you know, i was just really enjoying myself and kind of kept the party going so yeah, it's been really good. Just trying to see as many friends as I can while I'm here. And then tomorrow morning, which will be Monday, I actually go up to the mountains to stay with two of my other friends for the next four days before I fly out to Vegas for four nights. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's a, mar it's a marathon. I'll be home. <laughs> I'll be gone from home for 12 days when the trip is finally over. Wait, who's taking care of your cat? I have like a, I have like a team on it. Like there's like, there's like, yeah, there's like three people who are like, Theo, that. how's Theo yeah. doing? 
No, Theo's, Theo's doing great. He's, I mean, I, I miss him, but he's, uh, he's doing great. I, when I say I have a team, I'm not even fucking joking. Like I, I legitimately have, like, there's like a, like three people right now who are like rotating out of keeping an eye on him because he's, he's like, it, like, listen, like I always joke around that. I'm like, I'm not a cat person. I'm a Theo person. He's the coolest cat ever. All he does is hang out. And so, uh, people will meet him and then they'll be like, Oh my God, your cat's great. I'm like, well, he, he loves, you know, he loves to get his cuddle on. All he wants to do is hang out. So if you want to keep an eye on him. So yeah, I have, I have a couple of people who are keeping an eye on him and sending me photos and videos and he's doing, he's very spoiled basically. That's awesome. So Theo's good. Well, awesome. Yeah, dude. Well, that's a great trip. Uh, we're, we're definitely traveling. We're getting all of our travels in before we get to Seattle Kraken hockey, which we're uh, what, what's the date that the 18th, we are less than 10 days away from Seattle Kraken preseason hockey versus the Edmonton Oilers. I cannot believe this. And I think this is a great transition to get into your Kraken reaction. Let's go. So there's a couple of things to talk about. We, you know, we're talking, we we're kind of discussing on Twitter, uh, at Kraken Pod on Twitter, about a fantasy hockey league, which... I'm not sure if there's been any progress in starting that. Should we start there, Joey? Have you started anything with our fantasy hockey league that we might invite, uh, you know, you, you know, listening to be part of? No, I have not. Um, good, good, but, good. Okay, good. so but here's my thing. So I think, and this is just us, right? Like openly discussing kind of our plans. Speaking of like peeling back the curtain, so I'm thinking we should do it. I, it's not going to be hard to set up at all. We can set up uh, ourselves as both co-commissioners, and then I would. It's like I don't want to make the league too many teams deep when the reality is like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with fantasy hockey. I was like indoctrinated by fire last year in your league. You did great. You did fine. Yeah. You did well, really good. well, your friends proceeded to like rape and pillage me towards the end of the year. But I, <laughs> I, I appreciate them. I appreciate them taking my Venmo and then be me like, too. do you want to come back? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you would love to just take my money every year, but I think we should do it. And, you know, I thought about doing it with like 12 teams or so, you know, the sure. number 12 is special to Seattle sports fans. So we can set it up. And honestly, it'll take two seconds. And here's the thing, if you're listening, and I've seen some of this on Twitter, and if you're hearing this and you're like, that sounds fun, but I don't know what I'm doing, guess what? I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Jeff, you're a lifelong hockey fan, and you admittedly still don't know how to play fantasy hockey. Nope. Like, we can, like, first off, like, we'll make it free to join. We're not going to do anything paid. We'll have, like, you know, 12 or so teams. And then at the end, like, whoever wins it, like, they can, you know, win some prize that we make up during the course of the year. So sure. basically, like, this is another way to really help yourself, like, not only familiarize yourself with the game of hockey, but also, like, you get to know other players and other teams really well, which for me was was huge. And, and also... If you're somebody who you know all of those things, like you've been paying it, you know, you've been a hockey fan for X amount of years, then this is your chance to hop in the league and, you know, just just take everyone and talk a lot of shit. So it's a win, win, win. What I'm excited for is somebody to which I, I agree. Let's just do that. It's fine. It's be awesome and so fun. Uh, number one, my strategy is auto draft. Number two. Oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, I like look, I got so much shit going on. Like, why not? You know, it's auto draft. But then you just drop the scrubs. You drop you basically like 20 percent of your team. You just, you know, just crush them, just get rid of them. And then you just like jump on the, you know, the hot hot player at the time. Um, but then I'm, I'm I also want somebody who joins the league to like exclusively draft Kraken players, you know, like just, mm. just to see what the hell happens because I like which, that. Yeah. Which by the way, in the last episode, I asked the question is, do you think that we'll have a Kraken player uh, 
breach 60 points, right? So 60 mm-hmm. points or more. And we got a lot of positive uh, Twitter responses to that. So like maybe there will be some fantasy hockey league uh, boon for um, cracking draftees, right? So that's yeah, what I'm hoping. I, I agree. Like, I mean, we kind of gave our own little hint, but I think Bjork Strand is going to be one of those guys that you can get later on in a fantasy hockey draft and he's going to put up some points for you. He's that That guy's a dark horse. And honestly, if I were him, I would be fucking pissed that people are like oh, okay cool like you know like whatever he's gonna go over the they're not giving him any credit we went over the rankings last episode of like where the predictions lie and he's like 150th in the league meanwhile he was the leading score for the goddamn columbus blue jackets last year like on a shit team he was scoring you know you know he almost scored 60 points on a shit team now we're going to the kraken right which again i'm taking off my kraken at i'm going like okay they also were a shit team. I have to say that out loud, which sucks, but they're way more improved. This guy's got so much mm-hmm. upside. It's going to happen. Like it's it, like invest in Bjorky, right? So anyway, I think there's two things. Here's another question for Twitter. Do we do a free fantasy hockey league where we just have 12 people join and like maybe first come first serve or, or do we go ham and ask for like an entry fee? And then there's like, you know, five, six, 700 bucks in the pool. So, Ooh, you t- see, yeah, I'm, I'm down for either. I mean, but we should let the people decide. So sorry to cut you off there. Do we need to sell my sunglasses to like <laughs> for entry fee? I'm totally cool with that. We should do like winner gets whatever the pool is. And then like, you know, and, and plus like a pair of Ray-Bans, like a, a Jeff Janusik special limited yeah. edition. Absolutely. I got to, you know, they're perfect for a giant Polish nose. So if you have one of those, they really <laughs> fit it well. Um, so anyway, so we uh, so let us know. Do we do we go freebie? Or do we do a paid league where you want to submit and win some like a pool? And also, too, by the way, you may want to DM us if you want in on this league because we're you know totally taking DMs right now. So in the Seattle Kraken reactions, as we get ready for the Kraken regular season and the preseason here, which is just days away, which is crazy to say, um, which was a rhyme. Uh, we need to kind of introduce ourselves and reintroduce ourselves to your 2022 Seattle Kraken, which there's so much exciting uh, stuff going on with this team right now. And we need to like set the table to say, here's who you need to know about. So if by chance this is the season you're getting into the Seattle Kraken, guess what? There's still plenty of room on the bandwagon bandwagon for you to get in here. So let's learn in our Kraken reaction a little bit more about your 2022 Seattle Kraken. So, Joey, in your opinion, who do you think we should be most excited about or who, who should we know um, the most about right now? Like, who is the hot topic with the Seattle Kraken? All right. So first off, I actually have to give a shout out out uh, shout out out. Jesus Christ. Uh, sorry. It's the, the we started kicking <laughs> a little bit here. I have to give a shout out to so wait, uh, no, so, wait, hold, hold, time yeah. out. Do, do you like so I, don't I, have do to, that. I have the pen on me right here. You got it. So pen. you like, wait, yeah. wait, we, they're not recording. So it's like, oh, a little. Yeah. Oh, sweet. OK, so you do yeah. a little. Is that like a vape, a vape thing? Uh, essentially, yeah. I mean, you just, it's like a little cartridge with, you know, whatever strand of weed you want. You throw it in there and press a little button, and then it's just like a little hitter. That's all, that's all you need, man. Barely it- like emits any smoke. You're good to go. Okay, okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I'm liking this. We'll see. Well, do they have that in Oregon? Uh, yeah, absolutely. 
Okay. We'll and, see uh, and by the way, like I don't have an actual, so now we're just like, this is like the weed pie. So I don't have an actual pen myself because it's not legalized in Louisiana. So mm-hmm. this the pen itself was $15 and the cartridge is also 15. So for $30, like this is going to last me throughout my duration of the trip. So I highly, I highly oh, recommend sweet. Pun is on that- words. It, no, I was thinking like, is it like one of those uh, little e-scooters that you rent and you have to like give it back? Like, can you like do it? No, it's e- yours. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So you don't have to like share it with other people. Okay. I mean, I have been, but you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So anyway, so let's ask some yeah. questions. Okay. No, let's so, go back uh, to. So I have to give a shout out to Chris Rollins because he is, um, you know, he's been an OG uh, member of the Kraken Pod and we really appreciate yep. him. But he sent us an email um just basically being like hey i heard y'all talking about people getting ready for this yellow cracking season there's a lot of people that might not know too much about hockey and you can kind of do like a preseason primer and this is essentially a part of that but i also want to give him credit because uh bob condor uh who works for the seattle Kraken, actually and and chris reminded me of this which is why i'm giving him props here uh bob condor put out an article recently uh basically like a very generalized kind of like uh like basic level playing field view of what hockey is like so he broke down you know every position like what does the center do right wing left wing uh to defend uh like the two defensemen the goalie what their primary responsibilities are etc etc it's a really great read it's a very quick read, but it kind of gives you a synopsis of just how the game of hockey uh, works in general. So I would go and check that out. Just go on to like the official Seattle Kraken website. It's a it's a very recent article that was on there. And I think that's cool because, you know, it's I think it's the organization's way of still being like, you know what? You know, we've had our first season and we do have a lot of passionate fans, but there's still a lot of people out there who are trying to familiarize them, themselves with the game of hockey. And here's a way that, that we can uh, continue to educate people and, and hopefully get some more Kraken fans in the process. No, that's awesome. I mean, I think that's exactly right. It is, um, you know, there's just, again, so much potential, so much upside for everything. And it's cool that like we're a season into this hockey team being in existence and there's OGs already like one season in. So, oh, yeah. um, it's exciting to go into the season because really I, I think, again, the table is set for success and that, that, mm-hmm. I mean, who, who knows, who knows what's going to happen. But um, so as far as, you know, breaking down the season, I think, you know, we have to probably start with, you know, so much, there's so much going on, but I would say Maddie Beneers is where we start. I, I would agree. And so here's, and I didn't share this with you before we started recording, but so here's what I did. So I actually wanted to do a thing where it's like, let's get to know your 2022 Seattle Kraken because there have been a lot of moves made to the roster. You know, we had free agency, we have the draft, we have guys who are probably going to play right, or, right away, like Shane Wright. And so what I did was, and Jeff, I think you'll appreciate this, is so I'm doing a, a list of like, let's get to know your, your 2022 Seattle Kraken. And I did it by position, and I did it by who I think is going to be the starters on the on the very first line for the season. So I did... I did center, left wing, right wing. So center, your two wings, your two defensemen, and your goalie. And I did it. And again, I and I could be totally wrong on this because I think the roster is going to shuffle, shuffle around a little bit, especially over the course of the season. That's a given. Um, but this is what, what I wanted to do. So let's start off with the guys that I think are going to be on the on the front lines for the Seattle Kraken. And the first one is definitely Matty Beniers. Yeah, oh, dude. I mean, like this guy, you know, there's so much excitement for him to come into the league last year. And he played in what 10 games and he had nine points. We talked about it in the podcast, you know, we had bet on would he, you know, score over five points 
um, in those 10 games. And he sure did. And he just looked electric and you can, you could already feel the vibe changing with that youth, that energy. And the fact that this dude had that ability to score, to make plays. I mean, there was a complete sea change pun intended with the Seattle Kraken when Maddie Beneers hit the ice. So beers for Beneers yep. was a huge deal. And I absolutely agree. I think Maddie Beneers is your starting center for the Seattle Kraken in 22, 23 um, Shane Wright, by the way, which uh, was awesome. I was listening to spitting chicklets and um, on spitting chicklets, uh, Bernie Nichols was a guest this past episode. Um, and Bernie Nichols is uh, one of the like the highest scoring players in NHL history that nobody really knows about. And he's just like so underrated. His name's not big. And guess who broke all of Bernie Nichols records in the Ontario Hockey League? Oh, shit. So so Shane Wright was crushing this guy's records in, in the OHL? Yes. Yes. Damn. So. So he played for shit. What was the name? Now, now of course, I'm blanking on this part. Yeah, but you can remember like a very specific detail that I have not heard mentioned about Shane Wright, and then we're like, "What team did he play on?" <laughs> I'm trying to think of like the, the 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 God dang it! I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it. But anyway, anyway, Shane Wright. Now he now I think Maddie Veneers is your is your center one, right? He's your he's your I line agree. one center. Yeah. But to have Shane Wright on your your second line center, like. This dude is, and he's also too, and I'm not trying to take away from Maddie Beneers because we did just say Maddie Beneers is like the most exciting part of the league or, or the Kraken for this uh, this season coming up. But mm-hmm. like Shane Wright has got a damn chip on his shoulders be- because he was so pissed that he didn't go number one. Like that's yeah. that's just so great. But like let's not take away from Maddie Beneers who is going to totally capitalize on on uh, what he built last season. I love this dude because he's just built for speed. You know, I I was totally all about um you know get, getting ourselves Johnny Hockey over the uh, off season. And I think Maddie mm-hmm. Beneers has a chance to be a clone of that. He's not a, not a huge dude. He's he's a little smaller, but he's fast. He's a, he's a playmaker. He's electric, and he could totally be a Johnny Gaudreau type player for the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, I agree. And by the way, uh, Shane Wright, uh, Kingston, the Frontenacs. Yeah, uh, there that's you go. it. That's so, it. So. Uh, so yeah, I'm with you now, and, and I'm curious, and I actually want to get your opinion on this as we go along. So you and I both agree that Maddie Beneers is going to be one C. I don't think Shane Wright's going to be two C to start off, but that's just kind of where I'm coming from. But again, I just want to hear your opinion on it. So we both ag- agree Shane Wright one C. So get to knowing, you know, get to know your Seattle crack in 2022, Maddie Beneers. And so what I did was I did like three fun, interesting facts about yeah. these players that hopefully not a lot of people know about. Fact number one, Maddie Beneers. And I said, want to feel old? Question mark. Maddie Beneers was born in 2002. He was actually born November 5th, which is one day before me. Shout out to the Scorpios. Nice. Yeah. So he's, uh, yeah, he was born November 5th in 2022. Or sorry, 2002. Jesus. Again, slipping up here. Yeah. Uh, fact, <laughs> infant on skates. Right. Fact number two, uh, Beneers has freaking pipes, man. So his mother, uh, Miss Christine uh, Beers, her first career ever was as a Broadway actress. And when Maddie was playing for Team USA, he revealed to the team that he can actually sing really well. And so he proceeded to sing, can't take my eyes off of you for Team USA. And the dude has fucking pipes. So we got to find the video of this because it exists somewhere. Like He got called out by the coach and he broke out into song. And apparently this dude, uh, like I said, he has some freaking pipes to him, man. Wow, I didn't know that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't right? be. Sh- I'm not. I'm not shocked. I mean, the guy's talented. 
Yeah, exactly. So I, I was shocked by that. And the last fun fact I have about Matty Beniers here is he led Michigan in scoring on the on his last season with the team. This dude had 43 points in 37 games. That's 20 goals and 23 assists on a Wolverine on a on a Michigan Wolverine team that had seven Stacked. first round draft picks and 13 players taken overall. So if you look Stacked. at the talent on that roster and what he was able to accomplish, like we should be like I know we're already excited for him, but I think I mean like. Listen, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but if this dude has a, a a very long, healthy NHL career, he is going to go on to accomplish a lot of great things. We are very fortunate to have him with the Seattle Kraken. Totally. And uh, could not be more excited for the season. And I'm I'm actually – those are great facts, by the way. Um, Thanks, Doug. I'm, I'm looking at the uh, depth chart for – you know, predicted uh, depth chart from CBS uh, Sports. And – Looking at center, like we are so deep at center, it's it's mm-hmm. crazy. You know, you got Alex Wenberg, who they're predicted to be the second line center, but then you've got you know Yanni Gord, Yanni, Geeky, Ryan Donato, Shane Wright. Yeah. So like, what do you do? I mean, but <laughs> and I gotta tell you, like, and I, you know, so I've been coaching my son's uh, flag football team now for uh, you know four games, um, so I get coaching now, right? So I understand it. Uh, even though we're zero and four, and we've scored like basically four touchdowns, believe uh, we've baby, been out, we've been outscored by probably twenty touchdowns. So, like, I get it. I get coaching. I understand what Dave Haxtell's gone through, and I totally don't like the heat that Dave Haxtell has gotten. Right? Because okay. People in the middle of the season last season um, were like fired up about Hack and like hey, he doesn't always he's got he doesn't know what's going on. It's like. I just I feel him because we're on the same level, right? So <laughs> I, I see what you did there. That was very that was very good. I was like, Jeff is basically being like, yeah, I have coached Pop Warner football for four games, and now I understand hundred percent where Dave Hax was coming from. And you know what? Like, why don't you lay I mean, off a little bit? The pressure of like understanding, like I've got you know, like first of all, it's some bullshit because uh, our team is the team that didn't uh, exist. Uh, like basically all the teams in the league are made up of like, you know, they've been in the league now for years and they've had a team that's been, you know, in the league for you know, two years. And basically I got, I'm coaching my son's team who he wasn't placed on a team. So I basically got uh, in, put in charge of all the kids who didn't have a team. So basically like we're the mighty ducks, right? We're the mighty ducks. Yeah. You're and, the little giants. Yeah. yeah like hot to giants. drop, but you still yes. got a squat. Like you're, you, you are the little giants. Yeah. You just yes. need a Devin Sawa to show up. Like we totally do. Time. I know. Well, we have some talent, but it's like we have we have nine players uh, and it's six on six and every other team has a full offense and defense. It's like what some bullshit. So anyway, but like I'm like, you know, like it's I'm trying to like sub, you know, two or three kids in and out. It's confusing as shit. So I can't even imagine having talent like Maddie Beneers, Shane Wright, Yanni Gord. Like, how do you decide who to put at center when you've got all this stuff going on? So, like, he's constantly trying to feel chemistry. He's got to understand, like, you know, okay, I've got these these talents. Who's going to work with who? How do we fit this in? And the center position is going to be very controversial uh, for the Seattle Kraken in, the, in this season because there's a lot going on there, and we've got a lot of big names that we have to work in. Mm-hmm. So, Who's going to be on the PP one? Who's going to be on the PK one? Yeah, like, we need a how... bigger PP this year. Last year, PP very small, very, very small, PP. very small, huge. We need a huge yeah, PP this a year. Huge PP. I think we'll have that huge PP with Maddie Beneers and Shane Wright. I think that'll help. So let's get that PP going. Anyway, so 
center position, we are stacked. We do need to get to your predicted starting lineup for uh, the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. So what's next? What position and who do you got? Yeah, and I'll start going through these a little bit faster here if we need to. So, yeah, so I got so I have my predicted starter at left wing uh, right next to Beniers. I have Andre Burakovsky. This is a good old boy that we got from the Colorado Avalanche. And here's three fun facts about Burakovsky. Uh, he is a two-time Stanley Cup champion. He won in, two, in 2018 with the Caps, and then he also won with the Colorado Avalanche in the last season. And uh, stat number two, which I thought was just fucking hilarious. So he was a shampoo model in Sweden when he was a teenager, <laughs> and it's something that somehow his teammates, when he was when he was with the Capitals, found out about him and found photos of him online, which I actually tweeted out one of them, and they gave him a lot of shit for it. Now, he actually did an interview where he was talking about, like, wait, they called him out, like, wait, you were a shampoo model? And he was like, oh, like, you know, I was familiar with this barber shop, and they asked me to take some photos, blah, blah, blah. But it's just it's just funny as hell, man. It's like some straight-up glamour shots type stuff, and I'm like, oh, this is great. It, you know, because I'm trying to find something about this guy because he's so new. I'm like, what will tie – you know, like, how can I get an emotional tie to Burakovsky? I think with Bjorkstrand, it was a little bit easier because he just, everything I read about him with Columbus was great. Not that Burakovsky's wasn't, but with Bjorkstrand, it was like, this is like one of the most underrated guys in the NHL. He did the whole thing where like he had his dog and like he put his dog in a Kraken shirt. I'm like, dude, you're in. Like, you, like everyone's already in love with you. So anyways, Burakovsky, uh, shampoo model. And then uh, fact number three his father, Robert Burakovsky, played in the NHL. He was drafted 217th overall by the New York Rangers, and that was in 1985. So, you know, one of those things I've started to, to notice, Jeff, as like as I get more into the world of hockey and, you know, research and start looking into things, like I am actually shocked at this point when I read about a current player if they do not have any family history that, that attaches to uh, the world and the sport of hockey in some sort of way. It's really interesting. Like literally every single player I was researching, they all have like familial ties to, to the sport of hockey. It's pretty nuts. That's it, it is weird as I've gone now through multiple generations of being a hockey fan and seeing kids of guys that I grew up watching come into the league and be superstars too. So like now do I have any idea who Robert Burkowski was? No, I don't, but it's kind of neat to see that. Now here's the thing about Andre Burkowski is he probably is my biggest question mark. I think it's a great mm. signing. I'm super, super excited that he is part of our team, but I think there's a little bit of um, maybe a, a, a Colorado Avalanche hangover. Yes, um, I agree. Because, you know, the Avs so stacked, so huge offensively, right? And I think that, you know, he had like 60 points last year, right, with the Avalanche. Actually, no, he had, uh, yeah, he had 61 points last year with the Avalanche, right? Mm -hmm. And they were just gifted, blessed. Now, in I the years blessed. prior... He had, uh, you know, 44 points in 2020, 45 points in 2019. Now, here's what's cool about this. In, um, in, in 2017, when he was with the Capitals um, in 2018, he had 25 points two years in a row. So mm -hmm. he has escalated his, his game as he has transitioned to different teams. So he went from the Caps in 2018 with 25 points to the Avalanche in 2019 with 45 points. And, you know, in 2019, the avalanche, were they offensively gifted and more gifted than, than the Capitals? Yes, but not like last year. So there's promise there. I think that he can do it. And again, I'm always a glass half full type guy. So I think he's going to kill it. And he's definitely going to be our starting left wing. But if there's, if I had to be forced to have 
doubts about any of the top Kraken players, I'm going to say, will this guy be the next guy? Will he be 60 points or over? I'm not sure. I hope so. I pray so. But, um, you know, he's definitely that, that starting left wing. We'll see what happens. I hope that he can flourish um, with our team. We need it for sure. He's a peacock. We got to let him fly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, man. Let let that dude fly. All right, so we got our left wing. We've got our center. No, but you know what? I I do have to say really quick, it's actually funny that you mentioned that. And again, you and I have not talked about this at all. So I like we're mind melting right now. We're on the same page because what I so I agree. Um, I, I there's definitely a question mark for me when it comes to him, but what I really appreciate about him is that his self-awareness is really high because he actually gave an interview when he was brought over, you know, to Seattle this off season. And he actually said that he has felt like he has been living under the shadows of previous players. And then he mentioned specific players from the capitals, you know, Ovechkin obviously, and, and others like, like, uh, like TJ Yoshi and whatnot. And, uh, and also from the Colorado avalanche with both those teams being so stacked, he went out of his way to mention that he has been under those shadows for a while and he is ready for a bigger role. And so I think that self-awareness is going to help him um, kind of propel to the next level. If anything, my biggest question mark is, is uh, it's not even player specific. It's more like how is Haxel going to handle all of this? Because, you know, as a, as an O and four pop Warner football coach, you understand where he's coming from now. Oh, and so it's one of those yeah. things where it's like, it's a, you know, I, but like legitimately here, like I, I am, curious as to how hack is going to handle this because this team is far more talented and far more deep and you know like mouths want to get fed man players want to go out there like they want to have bigger roles and they want to be able to you know put up more points and help their team win and it's going to be tricky to balance that and throughout the course of the year that's going to be really interesting to watch no i think there's just so many great stories with the kraken and i'm so excited for this season to get started here we're just craving some seattle kraken hockey i was just actually looking at the schedule i'm like i can't believe that it's basically a week away from getting going so, so we're insane. gonna we're gonna learn so much about this and i i hope this dude just come you know for his sake you know because i do feel that all these players that are on the team right now have bought in at least you know maybe there's some guys that we don't necessarily see or we're forgetting about but like I think they're all into this thing. I think they really love the fact that they're underdogs and they're playing on a team that has nothing but upside. So maybe a, a quick hot take here that we don't need to go into any, uh, you know, we don't need to go into the depths on. If yeah. I have to pick a player to have a question mark on for me, it's Jordan Eberly. thinking about it. You know what, dude, I'm going to say something right now that like the vibes me... with him kind of make me just, and I, please go ahead. I want to hear, because for me, it's Jordan Eberly. My question mark is with him. You know, I, I love personality, and Ebbs is a quiet, kind of understated dude. Um, and like, I hate to knock anybody, but I, 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 you're, I, I'm with you on that. Like, I think that he's definitely somebody who's on the, you know, he, also too, he's a vet. Like, is he going to continue playing? Like, you know, this is, I think, a make or break season for him in many ways. Like, I think if he is not uh, up to a higher level this year then maybe he's done with, with the league. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, look, again, last year, there were so many question marks. You, I don't think you can judge anybody on our team based on last year because there's so much shit that goes into mm-hmm. being part of an expansion team. It's just like figuring out how to be a team, like, you know, let alone perform on the ice. So I really do hope that Ebbs, um, you know, is, is there. I, like, the the dude is a great player. I want to see him succeed especially as a, as a Seattle Kraken. So I think that's a great call to say like Ebbs is really the biggest question mark of the season. Like what's he going to do? This is his season to prove that he is going to be a Seattle Kraken player 
uh, for the future. Which, listen, like, I, I agree. And I mean, obviously, we're on the same page here, but I think a lot of people hearing this will be like, what the fuck are you talking about? He was the only all star this Seattle Kraken had last season. And listen, like, I think both things can be true. And for me, it's more of a vibes thing. When he started off this season really hot and he made the all-star game for the team, it was it was great, right? It was a, it was an impressive feat. He's a really good hockey player. Uh, the second half of the season, it's kind of like he took, he took the second half off. Um, statistically, he was nowhere near where he was when he started. And it wasn't just that, but, you know, we literally watched every single game throughout the season. The guy just took so many plays off on the ice it just looked like he didn't even want to be there. So that's why I had the question mark for him. It's a completely, you know, it's all based on, on vibes. And uh, yeah, man, obviously I'm rooting for, for him to have a great, I want the entire freaking organization to have a great season. So I'm rooting for him, but that's my question mark. Do you want to go into the right wing now? Let's do it. Right wing. Right. Who, who we got right wing. And I alluded to him earlier. I think the star is going to be Oliver Bjorkstrand. And dude, I'm telling you right now, like, Again, going off of vibes here, I think this guy does everything right. I am not surprised about all the Columbus Blue Jacket fans being having their, their hearts ripped out because they are so in love with him. He is a guy that on and off the ice, people just seem to absolutely love. And as I was doing research on him, one of the top articles that popped up was, and this is like two years ago, and it was how Oliver Bjorkstrand is one of the most underrated players in the NHL because he is just that dude. And I think that you know people are starting to realize that now, but I'm excited to watch him play. And here's three really fun facts about him. So one, besides hockey, his second favorite sport is soccer, and his favorite player is Cristiano Ronaldo. Do whatever, you know, do with that whatever you want. Uh, second, he was a former, uh, he was a former. Never heard of him. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Great hair. Uh, he was a former forward for the Portland Winterhawks. Uh, he actually played three seasons for the Portland Winterhawks, so he does have some familiarity with the Pacific Northwest. So I'm just glad that he's on the on the side of the good guys now. So that's a good thing. And then uh, his last fun fact that I dug up here is during the qualifiers for the 2022 Olympic Games, he had five points in three games for the Danish national team, and he really helped them out. The dude's a fucking baller. Uh, I'm really, really excited. Um, he's actually like my number one most excited to watch this season, which again might sound Agreed. crazy because because we're going to get a full season out of uh, out of Manny Beniers. But um, Bjorkstrand um, having a shot to really lead things, and and uh, I think he I think he's he, he's really in a position to blow up and continue to take his skill to the next level. And if there's a guy that, that scores over sixty for the Seattle Kraken, I'm not surprised if it's him. You know, I'm just going to keep this simple, and I'm totally with you on this, man. I'm vibing uh, on this here is like Maddie Beneers, Shane Wright. Man, so much excitement. But I think your sleeper pick to bust way past 60 points for the season is Bjorky. I think mm-hmm. this dude is in. I think he's pissed that he got traded from the Blue Jackets. I, you know, this is – I have no research to back this up, but I feel like uh, when you leave the the Columbus Blue Jackets, which is – which is crazy because that's why Johnny Gaudreau went there is to kind of, you know, bring some uh, light to that team. But he also went there to get away from the spotlight from Canada, right? From hockey, mad Canada. It's uh-huh. kind of like a, it's a black hole of hockey. Like nobody really knows what goes on in Columbus. So like he's coming from there wanting to make a name for himself. He got traded away uh, because, you know, they were trying to make room for Johnny Gaudreau. So I think he's pissed. I think he's ready. Simply put, I think, Oliver Bjorkstrand is going to be our leading scorer in 2022-23. There you go. Look at us like putting predictions out. Damien plan on doing that. All right. 
Moving on here uh, to defensemen. And again, these are all the players that I project will be the starters. I could be wrong. If you want to talk about it, just fucking tweet at us, Facebook, whatever. At yeah, Pack and Pod. So, so first person, I got Vince Dunn, a.k.a. Dunner, a.k.a. the Dundertaker. I fucking love this guy. He's been like your favorite player for the Kraken uh, from the beginning of last season. And if you look up like YouTube videos of him, it's just like him fighting so many people, like starting, like just starting so much shit. I love the Dundertaker. I think he's great. I want to be surprised. <laughs> Like in the future, he's traded. I'll be very sad. But anyways, fun fact number one about uh, our boy Vince, the Dundertaker Dunn. Uh, he grew up in Lindsay, Ontario, and he actually played for his uh, hometown team, which is the Central Ontario Wolves. But he was really, really unhappy there. And the coach actually refused to release him like, oh, too fucking bad. Like you're stuck playing for, you know, for the Wolves here. And so him and his mom actually packed up. His mom is uh, Miss Tracy Dunn and they moved an hour away. So he played for the, the Peterborough Peets. And so that's the team he ended up playing for because as a kid, like he was not, he was not vibing with the coach for the Wolves. Uh, fun fact number two in the OHL. He played for the Niagara Ice Dogs, which, by the way, Jeff, I think is like my favorite name for a team ever. Like when I came across the Niagara Ice Dogs and I was like, this team fucks. Uh, so I'm, <laughs> I'm all in on the Ice Dogs. I want to look up like what their sweaters look like. I might have to get like a if I could get like a Dunner Ice Dog fucking sweater, I'll be pumped. But uh, he actually won top defenseman of the uh, of the year that award uh, two years in a row for the team. I mean, he was just a, a flat out beast. And uh, and uh, fun fact number three here is uh, his birthday is actually October 29th, and he shares it with Renona Ryder and Bob Ross. Because, listen, this is just my way of saying I had a really hard time of digging up Dunner facts. He's a very private person, and so I just said, "Fuck it, what's his birthday? Let me pull up some celebrities that share that same birthday with him." So Winona Ryder and Bob Ross. So there you go. That's some pretty deep stuff right there, man. That's great research uh, from the research guy. So uh, kudos to you. And I'm gonna say it right now is like. Vince Dunn, fuck yeah. He he still is my favorite player on this team. I, I just looked it up. He's 25 years old. He's just mm-hmm. coming into his own. And he he is a passionate dude. Like I, you know, I love that guy because there was multiple times last season, specifically, remember that Pittsburgh game where he was just smashing dudes, right? Mm-hmm. He smashed, I think, Sidney Crosby. Um, and that just made me fall in love with that dude. Yeah, and that's a that's a hockey boner for Jeff right there. Totally, totally. So I think I'm going to go with Vince Dunn as my favorite player still. I'm so excited about all these other, you know, cracking players, but I'm going to stick with Vince. I'm down with Dunn. Um, also, too, uh, Bob Ross, uh, that's that's somebody my dad, like, uh, emulated Bob Ross, loves to paint. He He you know, painted Bob Ross stuff. He watched Bob Ross nonstop. So like Bob Ross is a big deal to me, not just happy little trees uh, for pop culture, but like I actually, you know, like lived, lived the Bob Ross life a little bit, which is cool. Um, no fro for me. Also too, Winona Ryder <laughs> when, grew up with Winona Ryder. I mean, always, you know, had a little crush on her for a little while. She's still killing it on stranger things. Um, oh, she's so good. Give her all the awards. So all the awards love that. So like Vince Dunn, I'm I'm sticking with them. Jeff yes. Junizic's official uh, favorite Seattle Kraken player, Dunner. I think this guy's fantastic. He's going to smash some dudes, and he's again only 25 years old. I think this guy's going to really have a huge season this season because again, the defense is way underrated. Because well, you know, I think you know we may deserve that, but Vince Dunn is definitely a rock star on the uh, on the D. We need to get like the official Seattle Kraken admins who run all the social media to get behind the Dundertaker, by the way. I think that's going to be my uh, my goal for this upcoming season to, is to get the Dundertaker on. But all right, moving on. So this is the second defenseman that I think is going to be on the front lines for the Seattle Kraken. It's Adam Larson. Lars. And, uh, 
I'm just going to go right into it. Lars with the deep V and actually like one of my fun facts for him is like, he just loves a deep V that <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, like just look at any, any interview he ever does like underneath his Kraken sweater. What he does, like he takes like an official Seattle Kraken t-shirt and it looks like, I don't even want to say cut it. I picture him being like just super alpha and just ripping the shirt down to like the V that he wants and then going from there. So one fun fact about Adam Larson is that that man is committed to a deep V and I appreciate the commitment to that. Just remember um, this though, like he's Swedish dude. So like the Swedes are hockey elites and like they also kind of live in the future when it comes to fashion. I mean, like, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm wearing a t-shirt that I got for free from like eight, eight years ago, like from some event that I was at. So like, you know, Lars would never be caught dead like that. He's just, he's Swedish. <laughs> he's a pimp. He's just fantastic. So the deep V is, is a, is a great thing. I love it. All right. So another fun fact about him is he was drafted. Dude, I did not know this fourth overall. Uh, the 2011 NHL draft by the New Jersey Devils, he was 18 years old. And at that time, he was like the youngest American slash uh, Swedish hockey player to be drafted. I had no idea this guy was drafted fourth overall. Wow. That's, yeah. And now he's been in the league for, um, you know, going on 11 years now. And this will be his 11th season. So that to me uh, was insane. And a uh, fun fact about Adam Larson, number three, is uh, May 1st, 2012, uh, he scored a goal in his first ever Stanley Cup playoff game. It was against the Philadelphia Flyers, and he became the first Devils rookie defenseman to score a goal in their first ever NHL playoff game. So he's actually attached to uh, some New Jersey Devils history there, and he ended up scoring a goal in his first NHL playoff game against the Philadelphia Flyers. That's just a pretty sweet fucking moment. So. That's awesome. Well, he, you know, he, and there's, there's, uh, he's a dark horse candidate to be the captain for the Seattle Kraken. So, mm-hmm. you know, dude's got some experience. He's um, been in the league for a little while. He's almost 30 years old. So, you know, I think Lars is definitely your starting, uh, your, your starting D on the right side. So uh, I'm excited for him. And yep. I think, you know, he's going to kill it this year and he's going to those, he's going to rock those deep V's in confidence, which is awesome. Yeah. So, keep, keep crushing that time on ice, man. All right. So last one here. It's the goalie, and it's no other than Philip Grubauer, a.k.a. the German gentleman. Shout out to Maya for that. So, no, it's uh, and three fun facts about, about Grubauer. And honestly, he was the easiest one <laughs> to look up facts about because there's so much information about him out there. And I honestly think it's just the fans' obsessions with goalies, which, you know, I'm starting to really understand. But uh, so fun fact number one, he started playing goalie when he was five or six years old. Now, that's a direct quote from him. He doesn't remember if it, if he was five or if he was six, but what he did remember is that he really wanted to play goalie, like as a five year old, like he knew it, and his coach would not let him. And actually, uh, Grubauer, when he was five or six, was playing as a defenseman, and then one day, like some things happened, like you know, like I, I don't remember, like a player mispracticed or, or something like that, but things had to be shuffled around, and he basically put himself in goal as a five or six year old, and he has never looked back. So the dude knew exactly what he wanted to do from birth, which is pretty freaking rare if you ask me so they're a different breed um yes <laughs> goalies are a different breed and you know I, you know i've never played professional hockey but uh in my experience of playing hockey uh for many many years is goalies are just you know they're just they know it i think they are they are born that way so they're born goalies yes right yes. so yep I think he knew is, it he did he knew it he did so uh fun fact number two his guilty pleasure food is carrot cake Super random. I love carrot cake. I want to consider it a guilty pleasure. I would love somebody this year. You know what? I was going to say at Climate Pledge, it would actually be even better if it was like somebody at a road game. If they had a sign like, 
hey, Groovy, give me your stick and I'll give you a slice of carrot cake. Like, let's get real fucking deep. Like, let's go into the depths with like our knowledge of players to where like, I want him to see a sign like that and just be like, these motherfuckers are stalking me. Like, <laughs> how do they know that this is like, this, like after a game, I'm going to go for a slice of carrot cake before I go to bed. If we make it to a Kraken game this season, we will have that sign. Okay. Yes. That's, that, that, that's yeah. a must stick for a slice of carrot cake. Question yes. mark. Yes. All right. Fun fact. Number three here is, and this is really cool because it, it uh, you know, I just, I just think it brings the team together. Uh, he won the Stanley cup with uh, the Washington capitals in 2018. And like I talked about earlier, Andre per, uh, Burakovsky was on that team. So now we have guys that are coming to the team that all not, not only provide a lot of depth, but they've won some Stanley cups. And Grubauer and Burakovsky share that title from 2018. Dude, I, I just, I cannot wait to watch hockey again and Seattle Kraken hockey. I'm just ready for this to get going because, like, I'm, we're talking about Stanley Cups. We're talking about guys on the Kraken with the uh, Stanley Cup experience. I'm so pumped. And I think Gru, you know, I, I put it into some dumbass TikTok video that I made over the summer. And <laughs> I think Gru is going to have a phenomenal year. I really do. I think, you know, defensively we have a lot of growing up to do yes but we've said it before is a uh, a great offense helps out your defense which also helps out your goaltending and i think i think grew is going to have a lot of upside he's last year bottom of the goalie stats for the entire league but i think he's going to jump a huge amount i love this guy i love his attitude before we move on to something else i want to mention did you see the uh uh the team representing at the Washington Huskies game yesterday. I did. Yeah, I saw Tanev and then I saw all the other guys that were there with him. Yeah, I definitely saw that. No, it was it was um so it was brand, so at the Huskies game um which you know, I'm not a huge Huskies fan obviously, but they uh they they tradition they rang they rang the bell, which is like tradition uh for a Huskies uh football game, right? So mm-hmm. but the they it was uh Brandon Tanev which Dude, the guy looks just like, I mean, this guy, we forget about Turbo. Like, we forget, we don't forget about Turbo. <laughs> don't, don't, don't talk, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry, I just did that. See, thing. this is but how, this is how we're different, which I appreciate, because that song came to your mind, and my, and my head went to uh, Forgot About Dre. With, oh yeah, uh, yeah, and I, but I like, forgot about Dr. Turbo. Drake. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's where my mind was. We at. need to. Okay, I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna work on that uh, parody this week. But uh, so it was. It was. It was Turbs. It was Gru. Uh, he was out there, and then um, uh, Dunner was out there. I saw. Beniers uh, was there. Dunn was yeah, there. Eddie Beniers was yeah. there. Yeah, Dunn was there. Ryan Donato was there. Yeah. All at the game. So like these dudes are totally loving life. And they are ready to play some hockey, but they're building this camaraderie. So, like, I, this is a sleeper team, man. I love your picks for the starting lineup. I think you're totally spot on. And I think we're going to have an amazing season. So, what I saw, what I noticed about Ryan Donato is that for some weird, whatever scientific reason, the older he gets, the younger he looks. He's the Benjamin Button of the Seattle Kraken. That dude has like the biggest baby face I've ever seen. I love it. Oh, I'm I'm looking at all those guys in the in the videos and the pictures. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I am old as shit. These guys, <laughs> damn man. Like you know, also too, like they're you know premier athletes and they like they 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 monitor everything that goes into their bodies. Uh, unlike me, which I don't know if you know this, but I don't. I don't monitor everything that goes in my body. I just kind of shove shit in there and um mm-hmm. through my mouth. Um, and uh, you know, it's like. It, it, you know, so anyway, so they, that's what they look. No, like. I get it. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I I pay attention to what I'm putting in there today. It's probably been about eight beers and a Bloody Mary. So, and I'm with you, man. Like, and a boy, and a boy. Good man, good man. Yeah. 
Well, so, all right. So before we get to something we like to call our puck boy summer, I do want to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, man, <laughs> football has been awesome to watch. I'm pumped for hockey, but football has been fantastic, unless you're a Saints fan, which sucked today because, damn it, what are we going to do with quarterback? But I'm going to get Jameis. Same with the Seahawks. They got, yeah, they got <laughs> crushed down in San Francisco. They yeah. got crushed. But, That's I mean, like, it's, it's week two, so we can't be too dramatic, right? We can't be too dramatic. Got to chill out a little bit. But I'm going to tell you this is DraftKings Sportsbook is fun, man. Have some fun with this. They're an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Um, so this week coming up, you still got some time. You know, Monday Night Football is going on tomorrow night, which, again, we're, we're going to release this on Tuesday. But, you know, you've got football uh, to talk about here over the next uh, couple of days. So get ready. Thursday Night Football, right? You can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. You want more action. Everybody can experience the thrill of DraftKings with their early win promotion. Uh, it's simple. Sunday, uh, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if they lose. As long as they're up by 10, you, you can lose. You will still win and get paid instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimal, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for details. So let's get to Puck Boy Summer. This is something that we've been talking about for a while now, uh, Joey and I. And the premise behind this, Puck Boy Summer, from what I understand, and Joe, you tell me, is like this is what we were going with, is like basically which NHL player, not just, you know, Kraken players, had the best summer on social media just like from their instagram posts and their flexing and all this sort of stuff across you know tiktok which nhl player looked to have the best puck boy summer is, is that where your head's at yeah that's what we're doing and so we're about to get into it you and i have three people each to nominate and we can alternate and then people can vote on who they think had the best point Puck boy summer. I can't even fucking say it right. So do you want to go first? I haven't even looked at your nom- at your nominees. I'm confident that I'm going to kick your ass in this, but let's see. No. Oh, and by the way, I do have to say really quickly. I thought this would be something that would be easy to research. Dude, there is no information out there about like NHL players during the off season. If you want to talk about a way to grow the game, like I want to know what's going on in their lives, man. Like I have to basically like start stalking specific social media pages. You can't find any articles where it's like, you know, other sports, uh, uh, the NFL and like the, the NBA specifically two of, you know, the biggest growing sports. Like you always know what these guys are up to. Like they're fucking everywhere. Hockey players, complete opposite. No, it's, it's amazing how many players like example on Twitter, um, you know, we follow some players, you know, who are like, have like just a few thousand followers on social media, which is nuts. Cause like, we look at them like rock stars, which they are, but like, you know, not like uh NBA NFL players, that sort of stuff. Like the, the lowest on the total pole NFL players got like 20,000 player uh, followers on Easy. whatever social media. Easy. And hockey players got like nothing, which is great for us because we actually got a chance to talk to them possibly through social media. But you're right. Mm-hmm. It is hard to keep track of them. So here's what I'm, what I'm going to do is uh, if you do look at my list, which I have right now, we're sharing a document here. Mm-hmm. Um, so my number three is my 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 number one. Right. So I'm going to start. I'm going to start with mine uh, at, at my first pick for who I think had uh, the best puck boy summer 
Now, the Colorado Avalanche, uh, which, you know, you are in Denver currently. I was in Denver. I did not see. I saw like one Avalanche T-shirt, which I'm a little ashamed. I expected to see T-shirts everywhere and people fired up still about the Avalanche. It's Russell Wilson jerseys everywhere, man. Broncos gear everywhere. What the hell? You have a championship team where like I'm pissed. Like I, you know, at my core, I hate the Avalanche, but I. I do like the new age avalanche. Um, and I'm, I feel sad for, for like the avalanche, like there should be a, like outpouring of support still. I didn't see enough avalanche shit. So anyway, long story short, my first pick is Curtis McDermott. That's hot. He is a defenseman for the Colorado avalanche. He's a Stanley cup winner. And, um, there is a famous video. Now, look, I think things got clamped down, I really feel like social media reached its peak with Stanley Cup celebrations when it came to the Washington Capitals in 2018. And it was just nuts. Like there is so much video. There's more video evidence of uh, Alexander Ovechkin's partying with the Stanley Cup drunkenly, just like destroying everything. than there is like, um, I don't know, like moon landing video, right? Which is fake. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not Ridley fake. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I actually um, pissed off Buzz Aldrin one time on a, in a Colorado, I'm sorry, in a um, uh, radio interview. Uh, he got mad Wait, at me. seriously? Wait, did you ask if it was a conspiracy or not? No, I don't remember what it was, but um, I have to ask my, my buddy who's my co-host, like, why did he get pissed off at us? He got, he got angry. Um, okay, note to, my, to self, I will find out why Buzz Aldrin in a phone interview got mad at us for some reason. Did I ask about it? Maybe I did. Oh God, I feel terrible. Did you make fun? Did you like make fun of like astronaut training? Like, oh, you just spin around in a circle. I do that on a playground. I was like five. <laughs> okay, no, I'm gonna ask my buddy Tim. <laughs> we, it, it, I feel bad about that. I also pissed off Chloe Kardashian, which was funny. Um, That's awesome. Good for you. That was on the phone. All right. So um, anyway, back to Curtis McDermott from the the Avalanche. He, if you you may have seen this, is you know wasted at a bar with the Stanley Cup. And in the middle of like thumping, like he holds the Stanley Cup up and then he falls backwards over a bench. Oh, I so, did see that. He's I so wasted. And like I've watched that on loop like a million times. And I think that's just awesome because you know what? He he totally dented the Stanley Cup, but who gives a shit? He was, you know, enjoying the celebration. I think that right there, that video alone probably one of the most famous celebrations of uh, winning a Stanley Cup ever caught on video, him falling over at the club. Uh, he's on my list for having the, you know, one of the best puck boy summers ever. All right. My first nominee for puck boy summer. I'm also going with the Colorado avalanche. I think you and I had the same mindset in this because we were going with, you know, the team that just won the cup because it's easier to find players just living up their best puck boy summer when they just won a championship. And now they're parading the cup around. So, I picked, and I'm going to fuck his name up, and so get ready to do a shot. Pavel, is it Francu? Like, how do you say his last name? Do you know how? Is it Francu, uh, Francu? Uh, anyways, whatever. No I'm idea. Gonna, I'm going to get so shot. much shit for this, but whatever. Yeah, I'll, do a, I'll do a shot after this. Take a so, puff. He, yeah, real talk. That's hot. Uh, so, you know, he's the goalie for the Colorado Avalanche, and he was in Pilsen, Czech Republic, which is where he's from. By the way, fun fact about Pilsen, uh, Pilsen, it is the, it is known as quote the city of beer because the two Pilsner? Most, uh yeah because exactly so they're the two most famous beers in all the Czech Republic Pilsner Urkel and Gombernus are actually brewed like in the city center there and they what? have been brewed there since the 1800s so Pilsen uh Czech Republic is where pilsners originate from 
you're welcome. That's where he's from. This guy is a drinker. And so he had the cup with him in Pilsen and he wasn't drinking beer, which you would think I would be saying because I just kind of teed it up that way. But he was actually drinking and it's the nastiest shit I've ever seen, which is why I had to put him number one because like he's a fucking psychopath. Uh, green peppermint rum out of the oh. Stanley Cup with straws. Oh. It looked it looked like someone just had taken like a really bad, like a giant bad jello shot and just melted it down. It was like, Ooh. all right, drink this and, uh, you know, with some straws. And it was him and like three or four other buddies. And again, they all had straws and he is drinking green peppermint rum out of the Stanley Cup. So I was like, this guy's my Ooh. number one for Dude. Puck Boy Summer. He's, he's on another level right now in, in terms of getting drunk. Jägermeister or green peppermint rum? What's worse? I'd still lean Jaeger. Yeah, I would. I would lean Jaeger, but they're they're both they are both not something I want to be participating in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it yep, tastes yep. it tastes like high school. I'm out. Yeah, I, can't. I could do I could do a Jaeger bomb. I could well, do one. We talked about this. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think we're gonna end up doing a Jaeger bomb whenever we're in Seattle, but. That's True. the only one I'm going to do because I, I don't, you know, I, I, just, I just can't, man. It, the, the smell alone is enough to make me want to yak. Uh, by the way, Pavel Fransos. Fransos. See, Fransos. I, I, I screwed it up. So to everyone that just had to take a drink or something, you're welcome. Hey, I looked it up. So we officially corrected ourselves. So puke that shot back out. So we corrected go. ourselves. So it's good. All right. All right so uh, number two on my list is <sighs> Yarmir Yager. That's hot. I think is just, he is ageless. He is just amazing. I wish Joey, you would have been into hockey to like actually watch this guy play. Um, you know, he's basically a God um, in, in, um, you know, uh, the Czech Republic, right? He's just, this dude is like, which by the way, is that the official name of the country? So I'm not sure, but um, Yarmir Yager is, is, you know, at the top of the list when it comes to NHL records and um, points and all this sort of good stuff, but he's really an amazing personality. And I think he could be, have a great puck boy summer. He could have a great, just, you know, puck boy winter. The dude's constantly churning out amazing stuff. Uh, He famously like years ago, um, basically like some, some, uh, a girl that he hooked up with cause he's a single dude. Uh, Sex. Know, took, nice. Yep. Took a picture of, um, you know, him sleeping after they had hooked up and like put it out there and tried to blackmail him. And he was like, he, he put it out himself yeah. and on his social media is like, Hey, this is pretty awesome actually. So yeah, thanks um, for, thanks for letting everybody know that I have sex sometimes. Exactly. Right. right. So, but like, if you go to his Instagram, <laughs> his Instagram feed is awesome. Cause it's like, it's half pictures of him from like the eighties um, and nineties where he's got this, uh, he's got one of the most amazing, um, heads of hockey hair ever. So he's still kind of rocks a little bit of a mullet um, now, but like his mullet was huge and, f- and just like completely like fluffy back in the, in the days, like almost like a poodle. Um, but it's a combination of him, like doing amazing things. Like he's, then there's like a, um, uh, a picture of him just a, over the past couple of weeks of him, like, you know, meeting a paraplegic fan. And then he's like, here's him doing hockey stuff still. So if you go back, to, if you go to his Instagram feed, which I think, Instagram is as a social media guy, Instagram is essential to be any sort of uh, puck boy or, you know, fuck boy, as you would say, you have to have a a solid Instagram account. So for me, he's the ageless wonder. Yarmir Yager, he's not currently playing in the NHL, but this dude is just a legit legend and he continues to do so. So he's my number, number two pick for having the best uh, puck boy summer ever. 
Okay, listen, as someone who is a very competitive person, I think you might be betting the rules a little bit because he's not playing anymore. But I I mean it's also Yarmory Yager, so like I, I can't, you know, I, I'm not gonna say no to it. But I'm just I'm I'm throwing that caveat out there for anybody who's like, Can I vote for him? I'm just saying if you want to vote for my guy, number two, I'm going John Klingberg, uh the defenseman for the Anaheim Ducks, previously for the Dallas Stars. That's hot. And it's actually a very quick reason. And the reason why, and it was also posted uh, to the gram, is that this dude in July went on a trip, uh, on a boys' trip to Ibiza. And I said it like that on purpose because it's not Ibiza. You have to say Ibiza to sound like really cultured, right? Like I haven't what? been there. Yeah, it's Ibiza. Like you, you enunciate it like that. No. That's, yeah. Yep. I swear to God. So he went there with the boys, having a good time off the coast of Spain. I actually so there's a group photo of him with all the dudes and they're out like having you know some extravagant meal somewhere. I did a head count on all the guys that were in the photo and I got 19. So this dude rolled out with 19 with 19 of his buds or maybe it was 18 plus one him, and they and they had a blast in Ibiza. You know I, he didn't share any specifics, but you know if I'm going on a boys trip and I'm off the coast of Spain. I'm probably clubbing and hitting the beach all day, every day. I mean, there's there's videos of him like jumping oh, yeah. off the of boats and doing all sorts of shit. It looked like they were having like some bomb ass dinners. So I think John Kleinberg is my number two for having an ultimate puck boy summer because nothing says puck boy summer like celebrating it with like a gang of bros. So I'm <laughs> I'm going with number two, John Kleinberg. Uh, that's pretty awesome. I love that. And uh, I had no idea about a, a beat. It's a Bitha and not a Biza. Exactly. Yeah. Now uh, now we sound cultured, so it's all oh, good. Sweet. Okay. Awesome. All right. So, um, so my number one pick for uh, Puck Boy Summer is I'm going to go totally Homer here on this, and and that's going to be our starting goaltender, Philip Grubauer. That's hot. Uh, he hasn't put out a ton of posts on social media, but the ones that he has put out, he just looked like he had the best, most amazing time. And honestly, I think I picked the right number one here because of what happened yesterday, uh, Saturday at the Huskies game was grew just like looking awesome, hanging in the background, just posing and giving that sort of like, you know, hardcore German gentleman, uh, pose, right. Looking like that, uh, goaltending model type dude. But what sold me on, on him having the best puck boy summer was, and I've never, I don't, I've never heard of this. Obviously I'm not from Seattle. Maybe, you know, is uh seafair, which is uh, some... oh yeah, dude, yeah, we know all about Seafair. Boats so what is it? And, boats and hoes, baby. Seafair. Okay, so it's like a huge festival. <laughs> it's like, is it just like a? Is it just like a? Uh, you, you get on your boat, you go chill. It's a big party. Is there con? Is there like music? What? Like, what I mean, yeah, it? there's there's multiple layers to it. There's music. There's boating. There's food. There's all sorts of stuff. But Seafair is a a very uh, widely known event through the state of Washington or the Pacific Northwest in general. It's a lot of okay. fun. Okay, so the video. It's like a 30 second video, if that, of of Gru at Seafair. He's like uh got the open shirt, he's tossing t-shirts to boats, the blue angels are mixed in, like the mm-hmm. you know, amazing F-16, uh, like you know, just like flying. So it's like it's literally a video. It, it goes like this clip, Gru basically shirtless, Gru tossing shirts to like, you know, bikini clad women and dudes who are just like wasted jets back to grew with no shirt then shirts and and chicks and dudes and then jets and then shirts <laughs> no shirts chicks, no dudes. shirts chicks dude jets <laughs> and it's just like 
<laughs> it's amazing. He's got the glasses on. He looks like he's, you know, he like, if you saw this guy walking, you could like literally be walk like looking at in Seattle, people walking down the street, just hundreds of people. And you'd be like, oh, okay, yep, uh-huh. And if you saw Gru walking down the street, like, that dude is German elite right there. That guy is a German, just gentleman slash model type dude. Gru had the best puck boy summer based on that video alone. Not, not only factoring in the other stuff that he put out, just this jet, shirtless, chicks, dudes, drunk, bikinis. This guy had an awesome summer. Chicks, dudes, booze, jets, no shirts. All right. I, I, I did totally not say it. I did not say boobs. I did not say boobs. I, I said booze, 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 booze. Oh, yeah, now okay, now you got now, me. Now, yeah. now you know where bonk, my head's at. Bonk okay. yourself. Bonk okay. yourself. All right, okay. so here we go. Uh my number three, and we did not plan this out, which is really funny. I went Homer for your team growing up, and you're still beloved, the Detroit Red Wings. And I went with Mo Cider, Lawrence oh, Cider. I had to go with Mo Cider. That's hot. And so the reason why I went with him is because the Germans guy, top spots for both of us. Listen, yeah. So we had we both we both picked with pick, went with Germans here with Mo Sider. This is really interesting because either he has like a tripod set up or you know someone's hanging out with him on the on the low and taking Instagram photos of him. If you go to his Instagram, you check out what this guy was doing over the summer. And I had to fucking Google this place. I was like, where in the hell is this guy? So there's these photos that he has posted up where he's like standing on top of a rock. And he just looks awesome, right? Like super in shape, like flexing, just standing there, being like a badass German dude. And I looked at the geo tag because I started to get creepy with it. And it was in this area of the world called Seychelles. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is the Seychelles? I haven't heard of that before. I've done a good bit of travel. Let's look into this. It is a group of 115 islands in the Indian Ocean off the coast of East Africa. And so if you really want to narrow it down, this guy is hanging off like basically hanging out on these on these islands that are like northeast of Madagascar and east of Kenya and Tanzania. And I'm like, how the fuck does this dude discover this location? But looks like very familiar with it. Like he spent some time there and he's just living his best puck boy summer. You want to talk about going off the grid? It's Mo Cider. And the crazy part is like a week or so later, uh, this guy popped up and he's doing all these interviews in Paris, hanging out next to the Eiffel Tower, like sitting down at a bistro, you know, eating, eating a baguette and conducting an interview. So I'm like, this guy's in the Seychelles off the coast of East Africa. Now he's in Paris, like living his best life. Dude, you're right. Just, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's freaking crazy, man. I'm like, well, this guy goes so off the grid. Like, he's going to places that I didn't eat. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like I'm fucking, you know, Mr. Worldwide 305 or anything like that. But like this guy, I don't know, man. It's really impressive. Like when he goes off the grid, he goes off the grid. So that's my third nomination is is uh, the fantastic German Mr. Mo Sider. Well, I, I, I definitely think I won because I said, you know, grew. Uh, but you're not wrong. I'm looking at this stuff and like, first of all, you know, shirtless Mo Sider does not look like somebody who would crush you on the ice. I'm just going to say like, he just looks like if I saw him, like I was on a cruise, I saw that dude was like, Oh, that guy's like in shape and shit. But like, you know, is he a pro athlete? I don't know. I mean, but like he, he crushes people. And then, Mm -hmm. and then he's like doing all this crazy stuff in the islands. And then I see this next post about the Eiffel tower and he's getting interviewed and stuff like that. Dude. Yeah. It sounds like I'm talking a lot of shit. Those are real things that he's sharing. Like this guy is living his best, his best puck boy summer. So I, I appreciate you giving cause to help me beat you in this competition. No, I'm, you know, I'm well, first of all, we are Detroit Red Wings podcast. So, (laughs) um, you know, it's it's appropriate that you pick them. So, 
you know. <laughs> I did. Right, so, I did to take the heat off of you. So there you thank go. you very much. So so who is your nomination for uh, somebody who had the best puck boy summer? Let us know at Kraken Pod. That'd be fantastic. This is pretty awesome. The Germans took it for us, but you know who is it for you? Now I'll say this: is if you are listening to the podcast, I mean, you've heard us talk about this, right? So Raycon wireless earbuds, you've got to check these out. Okay, so like if you've ever had issues with other earbuds, uh, maybe they fall out, maybe like you know they start you know bouncing around, um, you, you lose one across the room. Raycon wireless earbuds are awesome for a couple of reasons because number one, they fit in your ear perfectly they are made to have that perfect in-ear fit optimized gel tips okay the other ones ain't got that so that helps you fit them in there perfectly they're not going to slip that sort of stuff too but they've got amazing battery life when you hear that sound like right when you're oh man i was just cranking some tunes Mm -hmm. or listening to the kraken pod well they have a 32 hour battery life right eight hours of playtime. The best part, half the price of the other premium audio brands. So Raycon wireless earbuds, the everyday earbuds, 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 earbuds have over 50 earbuds, baby earbuds have over 50,000 five star reviews. So I love the fact that they fit great and great price on these things. So make sure you are checking these out. Go to buyraycon.com today. Use code THPN15. Get 15% off your Raycon order. That's THPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code THPN15. So make sure you go go grab those. So um, we do have to get to no dumb questions here. I know we're kind of running short on time. Um, And we can totally get into like so many different things. So Joe, I'm going to make a call here on this is, we had a great question uh, that came in from, let me fire this up real quick. This came from um, Darren Kirk, who follows us on Twitter, uh, which, by the way, his his actual handle is impressive. I don't know what this is. It's Darren K35990837. So, hmm. um, Darren, I want to help you find a better Twitter Sus. handle. Sus. Yeah. No, he's cool. He he messaged us. He actually <laughs> he listens. This guy's legit. He's definitely not scamming me. Although he did ask for my social security number, I gave it to him. Um, yeah, which totally, I, totally normal things for I mean, you know, people that listen to the podcast, man. Exactly. He's part of the Kraken podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in no dumb questions, look, we're getting back into hockey. If you and we're getting some good ones too, by the way. If you've got a question about hockey that you don't understand and you're embarrassed to ask other podcasts because they'll shame you, make you feel bad, well, guess what? We're not that podcast because we're dumbasses. And and we will help you understand what's going on. So ask us these questions. There's no dumb questions on this episode. So I picked this one. He said, could you talk about some of the offensive and defensive schemes? So, so Darren, that like is an endless amount of information right there that we can talk about here. But it is interesting when you see like hack, um, you know, Dave Haxtell, uh, you know, mapping out some sort of play and to think that like, wow, you can actually have plays kind of like in football, um, when it comes to hockey, hockey's so fast, so fast paced. How can you set that stuff up? It actually does happen. So I was just going to talk real quickly about a couple of different uh, things that you might see on the ice. Something that was really famous back in the day when I uh, kind of grew up, uh, you know, watching hockey was the neutral zone trap. Do you know anything about that, Joey? 
No, I mean, I know it in terms of the NBA, but I'm sure I can apply that to the ice. But what was the neutral zone trap for the NHL? Wait, and you said it used to be popular and it's not and it's not so much anymore. Like, did, did, the, did the game involve? I'm sure that's part of your answer. So back in the day, like in, this was like the early uh, 2000s, like mid 90s to early 2000s, um, it really uh, slowed the league down. Right. So the league's built around speed and strength. You know, it's like nonstop, you know, puck, a, a lot of offense. This is where basically you clogged up the neutral zone, which is the middle of the ice mm-hmm. where it's it's not the you know, it's it's neither team's zone. Right. So the neutral zone. Um, and then you basically like put a wall of people across, you know, a wall of players across that neutral zone to prevent the other team from bringing it into the offensive zone, which basically like suffocated the game. And like, basically you clogged up the ice. You were like a giant turd in the middle of the, the, the toilet bowl that like totally clogged it up. So like there was no fun going on. So like that still exists. That sort of like neutral zone pinch. That's definitely a defensive scheme uh, that goes on in the NHL to try and, you know, uh, suffocate the offense from getting into uh your zone, right? So that, that that's one thing that I think of when it comes to uh, defensive play. I've seen that a couple of times uh, throughout last season, just watching all the cracking games. I can't think of any specific moments, but I do remember uh, specific moments where I was watching teams, like you said, like cl- kind of clutter up that zone. And I just wonder if it's gotten to a point where like maybe the NHL, the players are like so skilled and so fast that defenses have adapted and that's kind of where i'm where i'm guessing like why that would change over the years yeah it's kind of it's kind of dead um there's also two like breakouts right so like there's you know you're thinking about like uh, a good breakout right so like the avalanche we've talked about this multiple times um known for having an amazing uh breakout right which means basically you are really good at transitioning from uh your defensive um side of the um game to up to your offense right so like basically mm-hmm. like there's a turnover in your def- in, in the offensive zone your defenseman pick it up and you're able to quickly move it up the ice to your uh offenseman and then they can go on and like you know make some offensive plays so like um that's something that is really like having a great breakout where like okay cool quick transition in your own defensive end boom 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 you got the puck up there as fast as possible um a great goaltender can help you out with that too because if they can stick handle and do well they can push the puck up the ice so there's that as well um is there anything that stuck out to you uh, in your first really big time season of watching hockey that, um, you know, some sort of uh, defensive or offensive type of style of, of play that, uh, you know, you, you took note of what I did take note of and this, and this really helped me and, you know, uh, to the individual that reached out and with a specific question, it's a great question, but like you said, like we could literally sit here and talk about, you know, numerous offensive and defensive schemes on the ice. Um, you know, and, and coaches obviously will come up with more throughout the years. And the game's always going to evolve, blah, blah, blah. What I really noticed for me, and this is just as a first time hockey listener slash or, you know, whatever fan, uh, whatever. Um, what really helped me out is applying things that I knew about other sports to the sport of hockey. Like, so for an example, like uh, I'm also an NBA fan. I've been watching the NBA for years and I noticed, uh, for example, like I've noticed that uh, teams defensively will have different schemes where they legitimately do a zone or do like a, like a man on man scenario on the ice. And it's exactly like it is in the NBA where, um, you know, if you're playing man, it's, you know, you're assigned to a guy, you're chasing him all over the ice. And that is your assignment throughout the night. And if you're playing zone, you know, you're probably going to have, uh, you know, your center and your two wings 
uh, up more four, and you're having you're going to have your defenseman drop back, and they're going to have a particular zone that they stay in, and it's all about control at that point. So, uh, listen, I could be completely wrong on this, but it is something that I've noticed where there are schemes that show up in other sports that I really enjoy and appreciate uh, that show up on the ice. So it made me understand. Uh, the game a lot better from that standpoint. Now I'm a fucking noob. And so when it comes to like, you know, specific things like a coach drawing out a particular play or anything like that, um, that's something that I'll be, you know, continuing to learn throughout the rest of my life. But yeah, there's, there's things I've, I've noticed that are kind of generic stuff, but beyond that, like I'm, I'm still, I'm still, you know, balls deep in learning all that stuff. Well, like I said, as, as a coach, um, that is very, uh, grizzled and I understand coaching now, um, <laughs> I'm available to, uh, Darren to talk about this sort of stuff. I think I'll leave it here. My favorite, it's pretty simple. One of my favorite things is, um, looking for that man in front of the net, like, especially on a power play who can redirect. Right. So basically like you yeah. get somebody who's gritty, who gets in front of the net, will take some, uh, hit some hits and some heat from a defenseman. And, um, your defenseman's on the point, which is, you know, the blue line, and they're firing a slap shot. And one of my favorite plays in hockey is somebody who's just in front of the net um, playing offense, and they will redirect a puck, um, you know, into the top shelf, or they're like, they'll, you know, knock between the goaltender's legs. I love that. I've always loved that and respected that sort of, uh, that type of play. So that takes a lot of physicality and a lot of bravery because you get your ass beat in front of the net. But I always like that sort of stuff. And it's also a lot of skill to be able to put your, your stick on uh, a puck that's going hundred miles an hour, which is pretty cool. So, you know, yeah, Darren, he, Oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, Darren, I don't know if we answered your question or helped you out in anything here, but like, um, you know, we, we can do a whole other podcast based on, uh, breaking down the X's and O's if you want. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll say one last note, and this is what really helps me as I continue to learn about the game of hockey, uh, being the moron that I am, what really helps me out is that similar to other sports. So just think about any other sport that you watch, there are, every coach has tendencies and ways that they like to coach the game and they will they will kind of lean towards one side when it comes like schematics right so like for an example uh you know seattle fans who are also fans of uh kraken fans are also fans of like the of the seahawks like for the most part if you're a seahawks fan you know that pete carroll likes to be uh run heavy he likes to have a decent o-line he likes to run the ball and play good defense blah 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 you know there's other uh there's other coaches out there uh, like they have like a Shanahan who likes to do a lot of like play action. He likes to dink and dunk. He likes to kind of stretch the field and stuff like that. So like, that's a football example. Um, you can think the same thing. I think NBA think back in the day uh, it, with the, with the Lakers when they were doing like the triangle offense and all that. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. I'm thinking of uh, the Chicago bulls, the Michael Jordan, they were doing like the Chicago offense. Yep. Or the Chicago offense. God damn it. The triangle <laughs> offense for the Chicago bulls. I'm getting tripped up now. I'm also, very dehydrated, but uh, <laughs> no. So it's one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, you know, coaches will lean a certain way when it comes to what their, you know, particular preference is. And it's kind of, you know, and it's also a big factor when these organizations hire these coaches because they want to know how they're going to scheme out their guys on the ice. So if you really wanted to get an idea of, you know, what the Seattle Kraken are going to look like, uh, you know, in the 2022 season, you can look up Dave Haxel's, you know, history and just see how he likes to coach the offense and coach the defense, because I promise you that there are certain schemes that he really likes to run. And that will really familiarize yourself with how the Seattle Kraken are going to play hockey and kind of give you a better idea of like what the team's going to look like. 
Hell yeah, man. I think uh, you're exactly right. And <sighs> I'm just so excited, man. Uh, you know, so anyway, I, I would say this is, uh, you know, again, thank you for that question. No dumb questions. Fantastic. I am chomping at the bit for some Seattle Kraken hockey. I cannot wait. Uh, basically, this time next week when we record our podcast, um, we may or may not have watched an actual hockey game. A core, a core, a core, liqueur. I'll have a course. A course. course. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're not far from the brewery. So tap, go ahead. Tap the Rockies, baby. Anyway, so it's coming. But um, thank you also for listening to uh, this epic episode. The sunglasses are in Joey's hand. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Please, 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 please survive Las Vegas for me. Um, I need you for this podcast. I really need you. Uh, so, you know, be, be, be good. Okay. So like, you know, Godspeed or whatever, you know, I need to say to like, make sure that you like, just don't uh, wind up in a trunk or something like that. Yeah, it's like what's uh, the quote's like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas except for herpes that shit will come back with you. So yeah, man, I'll be good. Like I'll be I'm really excited for the trip. I still have a little bit of time left in Colorado to do my thing. I'll be heading up to the mountains uh, tomorrow, which is why we record this today. So Jeff, I appreciate you taking time out of your Sunday to do this. Yeah. And, and yeah, awesome. man, like you said, by the time we get back together, the Seattle Crackle will be doing like some exhibition games and and holy shit, we have hockey. All right, man, hit the pen and uh, here's your it was, it's called the chirp of the week. We're going to leave you with the chirp of the week. This is where hockey players on the ice, they talk trash and they're hilarious and they're always entertaining. So have a great week. Thanks for listening. If you haven't leave us a review, we love those five-star reviews. If you're going to leave a one-star review, suck it. Okay. So anyway, here, okay. So don't do that. Anyway, at Kraken pod on Twitter, we appreciate you listening. We're going to leave you with the Kraken pod chirp of the week. You're joking about the Bears. Did you, did you see that? Yeah, there were like seven at the arenas. <laughs> we got them a ticket. <laughs> I was scared too. <laughs>